Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number 395. Uh, no preamble this time. I'm just going to get right to business. Um, basically, what I want to talk about with, with you guys is that uh, my theory that in many cases, a pain increase leads to a pain decrease. Sometimes it hurts right before it heals, and it happens on an individual basis. And it also happens on a societal basis. I'll, I'll give you some examples of what I'm talking about. Um, I've talked about this before, but this, this is a good way to illustrate what I'm saying. When I was younger, um, I doing comedy, I started at 17. And, you know, right after I turned 18, 19 years old, obviously I had access to women who were uh, 27, 28, 25 and things of that nature. And because I was around them for a couple of years and now they saw me go from 17 year old to a 19 or 20 year old. What happens was they got to know me and, you know, I'm cute, according to them at the time. Who am I kidding? I just am. And um, so, of course, you know, things, one thing led to another. Boom, boom, boom. And now all of a sudden I'm getting it on with a 28 year old and some 25 year olds. Not at the same time, but you know what I'm saying. So one particular lady was about eight, eight or nine years older. It's, it's been a while, but she was like eight or nine years older than me at the time. And uh, we were getting it on on a regular basis. And uh, I thought I had a girlfriend. Okay. And she basically just, you know, wanted access to my genitals. She thought I was cute and she wanted access to my genitals. So I'm getting it on with her all the time. And I'm thinking I have a girlfriend. But as it turns out, no, she just wanted to have sex with somebody she thought was attractive until she found someone age appropriate uh, that was making a really, really good living that she could actually go off with. And as it turns out, while she was investigating the next guy, she was getting it on with that guy, but also getting it on with very young me, who was like 19 or 20 at the time. So once she realized that this guy was acceptable to her and he was making enough money and that he actually liked her a lot, then she very slowly started to become nastier and nastier to me. Basically, I guess, trying to get me to get mad at her and drop her so she wouldn't have the guilt of hurting this 19 year old kid or whatever I was at the time but at the time I was like you know I hadn't been in any relationships with anyone older than me every other girl I'd been with was literally roughly my age but now I'm dealing with someone who's more mature and and you know I don't know how to handle it at the time so as bad as she was to me I didn't drop her I'll be honest with you I mean I was a 19 20 year old guy she was extremely good looking and I liked having sex with her so you know <laughs> you know, she she would have to have done a lot for me to get rid of her, you know, young version of me. So once it became very, very clear what was going on, that she was dealing with someone else, I just couldn't accept it and wouldn't believe it. Right. And then eventually it just became very, very plain because she was like, what I got to do to get rid of this kid? She became very and she made it very clear, you know, not overtly, but subtly that she was letting another guy be with her. And I was crushed, man. I was crushed. I didn't I didn't know how to deal with it, man. You know, she had already been emotionally detached from me and I didn't know it. And I'm just sitting there all crushed after she dropped me. And I'm just sitting there all crushed and everything, all sitting in a chair, staring at a wall. And all I could think about was how this other guy was all up in my girlfriend and driving all up into her and everything. You know, she's, you know, and you know, you have these bad fantasies like you're in a bad movie. And you just imagine them in the middle of sex going, wow, this feels great. This is much better than having sex with that stupid kid with no money 
Yes, honey, are you enjoying the intercourse? <laughs> Let's think about him and laugh. Say his name and laugh. <laughs> hey, kid, I wish you were enjoying this. Oh, that's right, you can't because she's mine now. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. But it hurts. It crushed me at the time. And it damaged my ability for the next maybe year or two at the time, till I was about 21 years old, um, to have any semblance of trust in a relationship. You know, she almost turned me into the kind of guy I didn't want to be. But, you know, because I'm not super handsome, I'm just kind of cute. Women are disarmed when they're around me. That's what, you know, so I could have very easily have been a piece of crap. Oh, this sweet teddy bear guy wouldn't do that. Meanwhile, the sinister music would pop up. I'm going, of course, this sweet teddy bear guy would never do that. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm nailing your mother and your sister <laughs> and all of your friends. <laughs> I could have been that, but I chose not to. But it hurt. It crushed me at the time. And the pain increased. The pain of being in a relationship where I wasn't sure of what the person felt like about me hurt. The pain of her dropping me like a hot brick on a cold Tuesday was devastating. It was worse. It was incredible. The worst emotional pain I had felt up until that point in my life. But. As it turned out, pain increase there led to a pain decrease later. What do I mean by that? I now saw that type of trait in a person and never made that specific mistake again. And I also knew after feeling that level of emotional pain, I was able to trust people again. I was able to feel like myself again. And I now know even when someone rips my heart out emotionally, I can heal and be back to being me again. I'd rather go through that big pain increase of having her drop me because I would have been in a relationship with someone who didn't give a crap about me and just wanted access to my genitals. It hurt to be in that relationship, but it, and it hurt worse to have her throw me away like a piece of crap. But afterwards, I was a much better person and made much better choices and had much better human beings in my life. I'm a better man. Because of that, it was a pain increase and it led to a pain decrease because I'm not allowing myself to be crushed like that ever again. It's the same thing with bodily injuries. You have a boil on your buttocks. It doesn't hurt. Oh, it does hurt a little bit. It's starting to get bigger and it's starting to touch maybe some nerves or something. Maybe it's on your arm, wherever it is. It's now starting to hurt. It's not hard, but it only annoys you a little when you sit down. You go to the dermatologist. I need to get this out. How do they get that out? What do they have to do? They have to cut a hole in your body and use surgical forceps to snatch the boil, either drain the boil or if it's a mass, snatch it out of your body. And they actually have to take a little more stuff out of you just to make sure they got it all. That's actually more damage to that spot on your body and causes more pain than the boil caused or the, or the, or the pus caused. And you got to deal with the, with the sutures and getting sewed up. And you can't sit down for a little while until it heals. All of that stuff is infinitely more painful than having the boil on your butt. But when it does heal, your butt is boilless and painless. And now you're much, much better. There was a pain increase that led to a pain decrease. Same thing with a broken arm or a broken leg, especially if you have a broken arm or a broken leg with a bone and broken inside the skin, but the skin isn't ripped. How do they heal that? If it was ripped open and the bone was exposed, they wouldn't really have to do much more damage, right? They can get right to the bone. I mean, it's right there. 
But a lot of times you have a broken bone, but the skin isn't broken. The same happened with Anderson Silva when he broke his foot in that UFC fight where he kicked uh, uh, Chris Weidman in the leg and his, 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 uh, his, uh, his, his leg broke. His skin was still there. That foot was hanging off. They had to cause more pain to that foot to fix the foot. Why? They had to cut into the skin. You got you to gotta drill into the bone. You have to put a pin in. Then you have to seal it back up. Then you have to suture it back up. You have to keep checking it. And it's incredibly painful. Even more painful than the break because now you got metal drilled into your bone. It has to heal up and solidify around that. Oh, no, it hurts worse. It's worse than the break. Oh, no, it lasts long. Oh, but he came back and fought and fought well. He had a pain increase, which led to a pain decrease. Now, these are examples for human beings individually, but it also works with societies as well. Right. Civil war, pain increase. Right. But what does it lead to? I mean, it took way too long, but you know what it led to. And right now we're dealing with something very, very similar. Right. A few years ago, this same racists that existed before are, are still here. But now they're going insane because they feel like they have a license to be the piece of crap that they always wanted to be and be the piece of crap they always wanted to be out in the open. Because if you're a black person, a person of color, but specifically a black person, and none of this is a surprise to you. The only difference between then and now when I was when I was younger, the same stuff that you're seeing on TV, people yelling racist stuff, police officers with guns to the head being thrown on the ground, having your stuff thrown on the side of the road, having people put guns to your head, uh, blow your head off. Let me put me. Let me search your back. Let me pat you down. Slammed on the car. All of that crap. I've had all of that crap happen to me. But at the time, there was no cell phone and no cell phone camera. You know what it's like when you're standing there with a bunch of guns to your face when you allegedly did a rolling stop or maybe had a broken taillight, neither of which was true. They just wanted to check the car. And you realize if you sneeze, you're dead. Right. If you have something in your hand as, as the guy approaches your car and it slips out of your hand and you make you jerk your hand to reach to catch it, which is a natural response, you could get your head blown off. You get pulled over in the middle of the night. And there's no cameras around and no people around. And you know you didn't do anything to be pulled over, which means you got pulled over based on a gosh dang lie to begin with. You go places and you don't know whether or not because you see the hostility from the people who are making your food. You don't know whether or not they spin it or they did something to it. You go into places, you talk to somebody on the phone. You basically got the job. They see your work, your writing. You basically got the job. You walk in and you can see them look at you and like, oh, I didn't think he was one of them. I've been there. It's happened. I'm 51 years old. I'll be 52 this year. You don't think that stuff's happened to me? Of course it has. Nothing I'm seeing on the Internet is a surprise because it's all most of it has happened to me and the people I know. But it was hard to prove. Because the scum would treat you badly and they'd have a place to hide or they have plausible deniability because a lot of people, because these things weren't happening to them. Didn't believe they were happening or that it was an isolated incident when it wasn't. And isn't. See a young lady in her car. She's filming some idiot, you know, in a, in a hat yelling and screaming at her. 
and many other things. The people that have been killed, you all know the names. And all these, quote, Karens coming out of the woodwork calling the police on people for something that they wouldn't even think about calling the police on people that look like them. We all see it. And it's happening more now. Is it happening more now or are we just filming it? See, we pretty much now know over the past three years, the percentage of people in the country who are complete pieces of crap. We now know what the percentage is. About a third of us are just straight up pieces of crap. We now know that. And I pretty much knew what the percentage was based on <laughs> based on the way uh, I've been treated in many, many places. I was it's about a third. But as we see now, things have gotten so weird in the country, so bad in the country. There's so much information coming out that people can't ignore anymore. And it's a pain increase. You know, I'm going to start doing stand-up comedy again soon. I, was, I should have been doing it now, but, you know, something happened. I think it's called COVID-19, which kind of delayed me returning to what I do. But as I look at it, and I look at the things that are happening, there's certain places I don't really want to go anymore. I don't want to go there. Right? I mean, why would I go certain places when I see a guy holding a sign that says BLM on it and a bunch of people driving? I think it was in Arkansas and it, people were driving by in the mall instead of just I mean, if they were just bigoted or or they were a little bit on the supremacist side thinking I don't hate people. I just think I'm better. They would have just drove by and they would have been like, look at that guy with the sign. <laughs> Idiot. They would have done that. But these people literally made it a point to slow down, roll down the window, and spew hatred at this person. Because what? Because he doesn't want people that don't look like him to be treated like crap and killed. That's what they were angry about. He had the nerve to want people who were innocent to not be hurt, harmed, and killed and treated with disrespect. That was his crime. If he is against innocent people being hurt and you take the opposite opinion, what does that mean? Does that mean you want innocent people that don't like you to be hurt? Because that's what it seems like to me. That's what I believe you're saying. You, they would deny it, but it's pretty obvious, right? So. You see all these scumbags coming out of the woodwork and all these bigots coming out of the woodwork. We knew they were there, but now they're making it a point to let everybody know they're there. And it sucks. But. Yes, it's a pain increase. But now, you know. Black people already know. Now everybody else knows. You can't say you didn't know. You can't say you don't know. You just can't. So, if the public at large, in, assist, in assisting the people of color and the black people who are trying to stop this, if you do what you're supposed to do, in assistance, you could pretty much put a stop to this. 
or at the very least, take these people and push their asses to the margins, push their ass into the corner, you know, like crap from a ferret's ass. I know that's a weird reference is, uh, I used to work at the zoo when I was a kid. Uh, ferrets tend to pack uh, when they, they pack their feces into the corner of, of rooms. I, I don't know why they do that, but now you understand the reference. Back to what I was saying. You can pack them into the corner like feces from a ferret's bum, where they belong. And even the people that have these tendencies will realize that as a society, as a group, as a collective, no, that's not acceptable behavior. No. And once we, as a collective, decide that we're not going to accept that behavior, once it's called out by the group that has the members of it that are exhibiting these behaviors, and I know people are going to go, yes, Anthony, but what about black on black crime? It's, please don't do that. Because every ethnic group attacks their self. The majority of people that are killed in the specific ethnic group are killed by people from that specific ethnic group. So cut it out. Don't don't waste my time with that bullshit. Save that email and save that message because I'm just going to fucking ignore it because it's stupid. But I also realize that 99.9% of my audience will not write stupid shit like that because I have smart people in the audience. But there's always going to be some jackass who, you know, stumbles across the podcast and they feel like he's going to Give me some good information by saying something stupid. Let me help you out. Shut the fuck up. So what I'm saying is if if as a society, as a collective, we don't just let this be this moment. We use this as the catalyst to evolve as a society into something different and something better. The pain increase of this specific time period. Will turn into a pain decrease. Just like taking a boil out of your ass. Just like healing Anderson Silva's foot and just like a cheating 28 year old ripping the heart out of a 19 year old me back in the day. And if we can do that, makes the world a better place, right? And that is what we want. You dig? All right, folks, this has been episode 395 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thank And and I'll be honest with you. I have seen on both podcasts. By the way, I have another podcast called the S. Anthony Thomas Show that is also on Spotify. So basically, Google my name, S. Anthony Thomas, or Google the S. Anthony Thomas Show. You're already listening to this podcast, S. Anthony Says, and thank you for that. But I just want to say there's been a big surge in both podcasts listenership, and I appreciate that. Thank you very much for that and um, essentially if you like this podcast as Anthony says do me a favor tell a friend to listen Um, do me another favor rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it especially if you're on iTunes or something like that or if you're on the Podbean app rate and review this podcast and uh, you can follow me on Twitter Um, the Twitter for this show is s anthony uh, is the uh is my name s anthony thomas and the links to my other twitters are on that so instead of rattling off all the names just go to twitter and follow me and it's at s anthony thomas one word all the way across the board and then um you'll find all my other other stuff there and, and yes go check out the other podcast as well uh because i've been been doing uh interviews on that podcast and just straightforward comedy on that podcast so go check that out and for those of you that have because obviously a lot of you have i saw the numbers thank you for that special shout out to uh, australia special shout out to the uk thank you very much because a lot of you people are listening as well and much love to you you bastards 
Much love to you all. So, my friends, we will see you again. I will see you again. You will see me again. I will hear you again. You will hear me again next time. Much love to you. And take care.